Welcome to another episode of The Glow Show. My name is Pastor Sarah Stadler. I've served Grace Lutheran Church in downtown Phoenix for the past 11 years. During fall 2021, we are exploring the theme Theological ABCs, looking at the terms in our life of faith, breaking them down, exploring them. Today, we're exploring faith, the word faith, with Grace member Ursula Osborne. Thanks so much for being here again, Ursula. Thank you. I am really enjoying being here with you. So the number one question is, what is faith? Is it a certain set of beliefs? It is, is it an act of wrestling with God? Is it a relationship with God in community? Is it trust in God? Is it, as Richard Rohr writes, agreeing to live without full resolution? Hebrews 11.1 1 reads, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Ursula, what is faith? I think the Hebrews 1.1 1, 1 is a very good definition of mm. faith because we walk on faith. We rarely have an absolute assurance that we say, well, I felt the presence of God, okay, but you felt the presence of God. How has that changed your life or has it altered your faith in any way mm. or has it increased your faith? Mm. And so we do have to, if we want to have faith, mm-hmm. we have to walk on faith mm. like walking on the water. Mm. I don't know if we want to include this or not, but. A long time ago, I was talking to my brother, Tom, about this, Hmm. and he had faith, Hmm. and I had faith, and I said, Tom, what if we find out at the end of it that that it was nothing there except in our mind? Yeah. His answer was, what difference does it make as long as it made you happy? (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's a good definition of faith, really. Yes. We can't be certain. Yes. If it's making you happy, hang on in there with it. And if it's not, well, (laughs) maybe it's time to go. Yes. Interesting. Oh, very good. Martin Luther, the founder of the Lutheran Church back in the 16th century, writes that faith is a gift of God in holy baptism. It always seemed to me that this is somewhat unfair when people don't have faith, since faith is a gift of God. What do you think of this? Do you agree or disagree with Luther? And it's okay to disagree. I disagree. I I agree in part. Faith is a gift from God. Because if I had closed my heart to God, I would be very bitter right now Mm. and feeling that I was totally abandoned and that life was simply not worth living. Mm. I think it is faith is a gift from God. I don't think it necessarily comes baptism as a plus, Mm. but I don't think that our faith does not depend solely on baptism. Hmm. Okay. Because it is a gift from God. Hmm. Okay. What is the role of doubt or uncertainty in faith, do you think? Can you have faith and, and doubt? Yes, all the time. 
you know, especially when I'm up against something that I don't want to deal with. And I think, where is God in all of this? I mean, you know, hey, have you deserted me yeah. or, or what? Yeah. And I think people who are the most settled in their faith, mm -hmm. that it really is a foundation of your life. Yes. It you will doubt from time to time. Yeah, that's part of growing up yeah. or development yeah. or understanding our faith better yeah. as we go along. That's why we have classes that teach faith and religion and all that other stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it, we do change and develop as we grow. Mm -hmm. Thankfully. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and it seems to me, this at least this is true for me, that knowing more about scripture, knowing more about the traditions of the church, being at worship every Sunday, being engaged in Bible study, doesn't necessarily free me from doubt. This is true. Sometimes the ones who were the most religious in appearance and are in church every Sunday Maybe we're there every Sunday because we do doubt and we do need reassurance. Receiving communion yeah. is a big plus. I enjoy looking at the cross mm. in, the, in the main sanctuary. Yes. I get, that cross just speaks to me mm. in, in, without in the spirit. Yeah. And I love being there and hearing it. And so I do feel better mm. as I leave, mm. knowing I can feel that spirit of the cross still with me. Yeah. And it's sustaining me through very difficult times. Yeah. After the writer of Hebrew defines faith in chapter 11, he goes on to give examples of people of faith, like Noah, who built the ark, even though it hadn't started raining and Abraham who went where and when God called. What does it mean for you to be a person of faith? Being a person of faith encourages me to be a better person and to do good without even realizing that you're doing good mm. because it's just part of your nature. Yeah. Being a person of faith, I enjoy being with people whose faith is slightly different from mine. That's cool. And I don't see anything wrong with that either. Yeah. It, it, it encourages me. I feel their spirit, mm -hmm. too, because they're believing in the same God that I believe in. Maybe it's a little bit different. Sure. But, hey, it's still God. Yeah. And it's still the triune God. So why not enjoy what they have to offer as well as what Grace has to offer? Mm -hmm. And I think it's nice to be able to blend the two mm -hmm. and enjoy both of them mm -hmm. and for what they each have to offer. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of bridges over to my next question, which is that there is more than one faith in the world. Christianity is a faith. Islam is a faith. Judaism is a faith. How does being a person of Christian faith 
differ from being a person of Muslim faith or Jewish faith? Even though my family was not particularly religious, mm. and I mostly got to church because other people drove me, mm -hmm. I was still raised in a community that was basically Christian. Sure. So that has been my upbringing, and I've never had any reason to want to change. Sure. There, there, I thought many times that I really appreciate the Jewish faith and what they have to offer. Yeah. And there's a lot to be learned from how they do celebrate their life and how they go about with this all of their festal celebrations. Absolutely. And our, our, the celebrations that we have come from the Jewish faith. Right. There would be no Christianity without Judaism. Yeah. yeah. So why not let it blend in? The Muslims, they have their own faith, but they're mostly, for the most part, very kind, gentle people. Indeed. Yep. So that is a part of Christianity and a part of sharing what we have with others and also receiving what others have to share with us. Yes. So I don't see any harm in everybody getting along like one big family. Because yeah. we are, right? Yes. We are. Yes. Especially, I think, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity that have the common ancestors, right? Noah and then Abraham and Sarah, that these are um, people who are central to all of our scriptures. And there's a lot shared between Jewish folks and Christian folks. Um, but even within Islam, Jesus is a very important prophet in Islam. And, you know, there's a lot of respect in in all three faiths for the um, scripture of each other. I think there's just a lot that we share. So yeah, that, thank you for sharing that. Yes. It's interesting to me that faith is not really a concept in the Old Testament. While Old Testament writers use the word faithful many times, faith is used sparingly just a few times in the entire Old Testament. By contrast, the word faith is used many, many times in the New Testament. Why do you think that is? Because in the Old Testament, they were still waiting for the Messiah. Mm. And whatever faith they had, it, well, again, had been passed down to them through the generations. Yes. But their faith was based on what they supposed would come. Mm. Where in the New Testament, we have Jesus. Yeah. We have Jesus telling us about the faith mm. and how to believe and what to let go of and mm -hmm. things like that. Mm. And so, again, in studying the words of Jesus, you almost never hear him say, you have to believe in me to be saved. Mm. He, he goes about it in a different way. When he's talking, he mostly talks and preaches by example. Yes, indeed. Or that fig tree will never bear figs again. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> um, 
but he is just interesting when you read his teachings. Yes. You feel comforted by it, and I don't think the teachings of Jesus really would not be a threat mm. to any faith because he would be teaching you about life, mm. about, you know, the, the, the fig tree that won't bear fruit again. And he always talked to people in a language that they could understand. Yes. Very earthy. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and, um, so I think that's that's really important about our faith. We have Jesus taught us how to believe without teaching us. He just taught us by example and by his. He well, it sounds like you're saying that he taught us by just the way that he lived. Yes, yes, and also by his teachings. By his he sermons and about to telling parables. But he didn't say you have to go to church every Sunday. He right. didn't say you had to be baptized. Right. He didn't say you have to receive communion or your order of worship has to be like that yes. in order to be perfect. Yes, Those were not the teachings of Jesus. His Isn't teachings were to encourage us as we walked along and could see where our faith would lead us. Yes. That is really striking, a striking point, Ursula, that when Jesus shares parables, when he preaches sermons, that he doesn't preach and teach about going to church or being baptized or any of the things that we normally think now about uh, what being religious might mean. He does talk about prayer, and he does talk about giving of our financial resources, but there are some big gaps between what we would say is being a person of faith and what Jesus saw as being a person of faith. And, huh, that's a really interesting point. Yes. Huh. Jesus wanted us to be comfortable with him and to know, understand his teachings, not to point a finger yes. at somebody but to draw them in. Yes. And I just love that about him mm. because he led just such a simple life. Yes. The whole time he was with us. Yes. And maybe that's the way he'll be when he comes back. Maybe. <laughs> to harken back to eschatology. Yes. <laughs> well, is there anything else you'd like to share today? I think in our faith, we need something to hold on to bigger than our own shoe straps. Mm. And that's what faith does for us. It mm. gives us something to hold on to and to hope and to pray. Mm -hmm. I think all religions pray. Mm -hmm. How they pray or whatever, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that familiar with all the other religions. But sure. it's nice to know that we have a relationship with our God mm. that we can pray to him or we can even think thoughts of prayer. Mm. And he's there. Mm. He's always with us. We yes. always have that peace, that comfort. Again, from Hebrews 11.1, 1, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Thanks so much, Ursula. Thank you very much. 
We walk by faith and not by sight, with gracious words draw near. O Christ who spoke as none have spoke, my peace be with you here. We may not touch your hands and side, nor follow where you trod, but in your promise we rejoice and cry, my Lord and God. Help then, O Lord, our unbelief, and may our faith abound to call on you when you are near and seek where you are found.